It is, if you're listening to this right now, it's probably Tuesday. I think Christian's going to drop this day after recording. What's up? It's Nick and Christian from the You Need a Whore podcast. Christian, how you doing? Hey now. Hey now. How you doing, man? Well, if you guys noticed, we we got somebody else with us. We have the hilarious, also, you may not know, but big whore aficionado, Brent Terhune. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah brother. No problem, man. Good so, to meet you in person. It's always you interact on the internet and then you're like, and this isn't even in person. This is as close as you can get without the uh, in-person thing, but good to be yeah. on the show. Thanks for having me. No. Yeah. I, I was telling Christian. So last week I was like, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to message this guy. What He's got like 400,000 followers. He's not going to see my message, whatever. Five minutes later, he's like, let's do it. I'm like, oh shit. Um, yeah. Well, we're talking Brent. about something I that's fun to talk about. So. Well, and, I, and that's, uh, I wanted to ask you really quick. I'm sure you get a lot of message requests. Do you actually take the time to like scroll through them? Uh, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. It just depends on how busy I am and how uh, how in love with uh, the internet I am. <laughs> and and that just tends to be like uh, what's going on the internet. Some days uh, you probably know as well as I do. There's a lot of internet on the internet, and I was just some days I'm like, nah, I'm good, and other days I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Which one are you closer to nine times out of 10? Is it the nah, I'm good? Uh, yeah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. So I like, I obviously guys, if you don't know, I'm sure you've seen a video from Brent, um, because he's gone viral many times. Uh, Brent's a comedian, uh, very sarcastic comedian at that. That's his bread and butter. A lot of people don't understand, uh, his style and they take him seriously. Uh, but one thing, I've been following you because you're funny, of course. But also, one thing caught my eye a few months ago on Twitter, you quote tweeted something. And it was like, mm-hmm. what's a movie you've seen like a hundred times or whatever? And you posted the gif of Michael Myers next to the hedge. Yeah. And I was immediately like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Not only is this guy funny as shit, but he loves Michael Myers. Uh, is that your favorite movie? Yeah, that that one or The Dark Knight would be up there, which the those are completely opposite movies. But uh, yeah, I've at least seen the most, definitely those two. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Halloween. You can, you know, if, if you're just listening to the audio version, I have a bunch of horror stuff uh, behind me. Uh, and up here uh, is like a bunch of custom horror Michael Myers stuff. Halloween's my favorite franchise. Oh, well, Son as you can face. see behind me, same. It is yeah. also my favorite franchise. Uh, Christian over here, he's he's the Freddy guy, but okay. he, all, his favorite horror movie is Return of the Living Dead. Well, yeah. Have you seen that one? That's one of my favorites. I saw that. Uh, like it was it was like a, yes, cheer. It was on, a, I don't know if it was a HBO or Showtime long time ago, and I didn't realize it was like a half horror comedy because I was watching with my brother and the, the, there's like, you know, you got Miguel Nunez being like, there's tons of those motherfuckers out there. Like just mm-hmm. all his lines are funny. And then the little person uh, zombie or the zombies like said more paramedics. Like we were like, this is the best worst horror movie. And then you realize it's a horror comedy and that right. makes it even better. That's I think probably my favorite zombie movie is that one. Very nice. Yeah, that's good to hear. 
We're yeah, starting off yeah. on the right foot. Yeah, you're in, you're, <laughs> we can talk about the sequels and maybe disagree, but <laughs> well, you, you guys won't disagree much. Christian, I think you've got an affinity for the first two sequels, right? And then after that, you're kind of like, you can take or leave it. I love part two. It makes me feel like a kid watching that. Plus, it's gorgeous to look at. Part three is lovely. It's hard not to love, uh, hate Mindy Clark. It's hard not to love Mindy Clark. That is, and those the, the the blockbuster rental ones. I mean, after I did deep dives and researched them, I I don't think they're good movies, but the stories are fascinating about what happened. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was supposed to be a that was supposed to be a I don't know a thirty million dollar movie initially when the guy wrote it, William Butler, and then it turned into a, a half a million dollar movie that got split into two films. So yeah, but we could we could talk about that. You know, later on, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I love um, I love Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, so Christian actually got me to watch that movie for the first time. I'd never seen it. I was more like into your mainstream zombie movies, I guess, mm-hmm. like because zombie that subgenre has never been a huge one of mine that I've been really big into. Mm-hmm. So I'd really been exposed to Romero, <clears throat> but he also got me to start watching. I've only seen a few of them, but Lucio Fulci movies, and I absolutely love Zombie. Have you seen Zombie? I have seen Zombie because I was about to ask uh, which one, the, all those Italian directors. I get them all confused. Fulci and uh, Argento, I think, is another one. But mm-hmm. I have seen Zombie just by, you know, people being like, there's a shark fight mm-hmm. or the, the eyeball thing. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. Fulci's the king of Italian horror to me. Mm-hmm. If you get into yeah. his stuff, he's the king. Yeah, you don't, give, you don't give a fuck about reality. His his movies just they they operate on a different plane. So, well, okay. So let let's do this. I if you guys don't know, Brent started a podcast. Uh, but what about two weeks, three weeks ago, something like that? It's relatively new. It's new, and we we have them the first season all in the can, which is eleven episodes total. So it it's uh, it was started a while ago. But it's finally coming out. So we've uh, it's called "They're Coming to Get You." It's with my friend Gavin Eddings, mm-hmm. uh, who is a runs a YouTube channel called Gavin Loves Horror. So our first season is you've seen at least one of these movies. We chose the biggest uh, m- horror movies. So just if you don't like us, you will like some of these movies. Our first one's Halloween. We we did The Exorcist. We've done Jaws, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. That's all that are out. Uh, so, and we've already started playing in season season two, which will be out shortly. How'd you well, film all these? Tell me about the scheduling of this. Did you just say, "All right, dude, you better drink some coffee. We're about to bust out a bunch of it. We're going to record a bunch of episodes." Well, that's pretty much. We would we did one a week, but then we started out two. But so it, it took us, you know, about nine weeks to do all these. And it was. Uh, I like to take a bunch of notes and be super prepared. And I know Gavin does too, but. For me, it's like watch it once and then take notes and then maybe have it on while I'm taking notes type thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was very uh, an intense process. Even though I've seen these movies a bunch, I want to sound like I know what I'm talking about, which I probably want on this show. But at least like, uh, you know, I don't want to be a novice in the middle of my own podcast, you know? Sure. I'm excited, man. I'm ready, I'm ready to check those out. And yeah. that was called the the name of the podcast again. One more time. Yeah, they're coming to get you. So just remember, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Get you, Barbara. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And Gavin is a comedian too. So we love horror, but also uh, we we try to make it as funny as possible. So because yeah. some of these, there's a thousand uh, uh, episodes on the the movie Halloween, or you know, 
or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So if, if you're looking for one that's uh, talking about the podcast, but also is going to have its funny moments, that's definitely our show. Excellent. Well, that's that's a good segue because I've listened to all the episodes that have been out so far, aside from Jaws, because I just got I think I got the notification last night that it came out. So I haven't yeah. listened to it yet. But um, my first horror movie I ever saw was The Exorcist. And that obviously I was a little kid. I don't know why my mom let me watch that. Mm-hmm. But listening to your guys's episode, not, it's funny because you guys cover the movie. Obviously, you hit all the bullet points, but you guys make it funny at the same time. And I've got to ask you, first off, what was the first horror movie you remember watching? I remember being scared and probably not seeing it all the way through and, and not knowing what movie it was and finding out later it was return of the living dead Two, Cause I remember the Michael Jackson zombie, which like, ha- yeah, <laughs> half scared me. Uh, but the, probably the one that I saw all the way through and remember was like probably scream, and that was, I was born in 89, so 96. So it was kind of like I could like have full memories of a movie. So Scream was probably the first one. Okay. Well, and, and I, I bring this up because and I messaged you this last night. And I was like half joking, <laughs> but I wasn't. You guys went on this whole like segment about a Luigi board. Yeah. Because yeah. it is, sometimes it is hard to say Ouija board. Like you can get tripped up and it's like, Brent saying like well, you know what happens when you play with a, a Luigi board is it like it's a me <laughs> like it's a so me like, a demon <laughs> and I wanted I wanted to ask you when you guys do stuff like that like that's not that's all ad-libbing right like when you guys go off on tangents like that yeah and, and Gavin and I are pretty good friends and he uh we've been podcasting in one form or another for a little while so I we just have a good rapport and that's so you can't manufacture that type of stuff you know so and we we good about we do good at well or uh, about bouncing off each other like the, that Halloween episode. I couldn't remember Panaglide camera, <laughs> so I said Astroglide camera, <laughs> and I knew I knew it was a joke, but I was also pretty close to what it was. So now uh, it's forever an Astroglide yeah. camera on the podcast. Dude, he kept rolling with it too. He even <laughs> he mentions that he knows it's not an Astroglide. He's like, I'm calling it an Astroglide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds better to me. It's moved smoothly. So why wouldn't it be? Yeah. So, I mean, Christian, where do you want to go first with Brent here? Like the comedy. I got to know about the comedy. We could, we could talk about horror. We're going to, but like, how does this start getting into comedy? Cause that's like, dude, are you, are you like an anti-social, not really like outward person? Because a lot of the guys that I love, like Mm -hmm. the Tim Dillons and stuff like that, they talk about not really being social people. Yeah. Are you that way? I, I tend to be more of a more of that, but I just had the necessity of like having to speak to people and meeting people after shows. I I can do that now. When I first started comedy, was I'm still an introvert, but it was like painfully introverted. You know, mm-hmm. now I can do stuff like that. You know, the more you talk to people, I can talk to you guys, and we've not met, but you know, we seem to be getting along pretty well so far. No, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> But it was one of those where it was, uh, you know, a lot of comics tend to keep to themselves. And there's like the like a Burt Kreischer type comic who I feel like that guy can talk to anybody about anything and keep going. And he's the life of the party. And I'm the antithesis of the life of the party. (laughs) Like, I'll go to the party, but I'm in the corner watching everybody else. So that's been more my personality. But through, you know, necessity over the years, you, you learn to talk to people. And, uh, yeah, I've gotten so much better at that. Now, 
With COVID playing a role over the past two plus years, would you say that helped your career? Because I know a lot of comedians mm-hmm. that have gone viral on the internet yeah. many times. COVID really helped. It it did. Because first off, like I I tend to work the road a lot, uh, just going out and doing shows. So I was doing maybe forty five weeks a year, give or take. Um, because I, I that's my personality. I'd rather go be doing shows, you know. But then I was getting burnt out. And I, I was like, man, not being able to leave the house, that sounds great. <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't miss the pandemic, but I miss the lockdown, just not having to leave and, and do, you know, anything. Yeah. So I love that. But then after two or three weeks of being a piece of shit, I was like, okay, I got to do something. So I started, to, I was doing the videos that people would know me from as a political satire is, you know, if anybody knows me, it's from those videos. So, and we were all like in our phones or not commuting to work, or we were all on the internet or watching Tiger King and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we all had the time to do stuff. And I just started doing those videos almost on a daily basis. And I, my social media numbers drastically shot up. Like from Twitter, I was at like 23,000 to that. Now I'm at 370 something thousand. So it's like, I would, I, you could like refresh my Twitter and watch it jump up a thousand uh, followers, which to me is is so crazy. Um, but yeah, it was one of those where I, I tried to learn some things. I took acting classes via zoom. I, I did a bunch of podcasting. I, you know, I tried to better myself, but also enjoy that time of not having to do really anything. It was essentially that time between Christmas and new year's where nobody was like, nobody cares if you don't wear real clothes, you know, (laughs) wear pajamas. (laughs) Well, I and, and I want to ask you, have you seen the fruits of that now that you've returned to live shows? Have they gotten bigger now? Do you mm-hmm. have more fans, you would say? Yeah, people are coming to shows on purpose, which is what <laughs> any any comic wanted, you know, like before I it would and I still tend I will do some of these shows, but like to keep people are coming out because it's comedy night on a Saturday night. It's the night to go out. Mm-hmm. It's a show. We don't know what to expect. But now more and more people are coming to see my show specifically and will come up and talk to me about my videos after the show or just want to get a picture, which that's all all a boy ever wanted was that type of stuff, you know? Yeah, and there's there's two things I would say as someone that's been watching you for years is one, you're known for the emotional support beer. Like that's, mm. that's a big thing. And he sells koozies by the way, guys. Yeah. Um, the, the, my character always has an emotional support beer. So yes. that's, it's a koozie and it's available on Brentcomedy.com. Yes. Uh, check it out. But and then, yeah, it was like half, half a gimmick. I just said it. And one of my friends was like, you should put that on a koozie. It was not by design, but I'm glad he said that. Oh you know, yeah. And then also the, uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like your go-to phrase. And one of my favorite videos is the smoke detector video Mm -hmm. where it's Brent's basically talking about how like a smoke, it's satire, obviously, but a smoke detector is good. And like Mm -hmm. there are uses for it. And he goes, well, it's not going to stop the fire, you know, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's hilarious. I mean, where did the, I don't think so come from? Was that just natural? And then did someone tell you that that's it? It's, it seemed like you can read the comments and, and on certain videos and see what really resonated with people. And that one was not by design, but it was also, I, 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 my inspiration for that character is people that will rant in their truck. So you, sometimes you'll just catch a guy who can't spell 
worth like just doesn't know how to so like i would always try to misspell something in the caption of the video because that always draws people out of like they'll be like you know it's not spelled uh r it's our you know like uh, they're taking our jobs type thing you know so and i would say thank like thanks i don't mm-hmm. think so and then people that resonate i don't know why it does but people like or like one that I, I love to say instead of I, I digress, it's I digest. <laughs> yes. That's yes. just funny to me. If I heard a character do that, that's funny to me, you know. So, yeah. And sometimes I have those things that notes in my phone, like maybe I digest wasn't really something I wrote for a specific video, but I put it in my phone because I'm like, I could use this later. I just got to know how it fits into things, you know. Yeah. Also, your comment sections are always people pointing out the cough. The cough that comes in at the end <laughs> is just like he'll be ranting, and all of a yeah. sudden, just start coughing, and the in the video ends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With, with COVID, especially, it's like a guy who denies the existence of COVID or any. So it's I, I for for me, it was like, oh, this guy clearly has COVID, and every video, <laughs> and it's it. I was like, I don't know how this is going to play out, but yet here we are, two years later, still having a hacking cough. And if I don't do it in a certain video, people are like, where's the cough? Now it's a thing that I have to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me get inside the mind of a comedian performing real quick. What is the most stressful part of it? Is it the 10, 15 minutes before your set? Is it getting the first laugh from the people or was it after you started getting a really big following on social medias and you saw that come to fruition in real shows and stuff like that. What gives you the worst stomach cramps, the worst nerves? What is it? What is it? What is the worst yeah. part of it? Now that like, if my name is on the the marquee or the flyer or whatever, it's like, I hope people show up and you know, it's one of those things of like, I don't. And sometimes it's, if there's a, a light turnout, it could be any number of 4th of July weekend, any, whatever, things that I that I had no control over but I'm also like I don't want to let the club down I don't want the other audience members down I hope people show up and I hope that they leave happy cuz and that's whether it was you know me being people knowing my name or not but it's like sometimes like if you're like uh parents or whatever you maybe get like one night out a month or for the year and it's like they paid to park they got a babysitter they went out to eat and it's like the last thing i want on my conscience is that i was the dud of the evening and now they won't get to do this again for another six months so bare minimum i want you to leave thinking wow i'm glad we did this you know yeah well i went to my first comedy show was it two months ago i'd Mm -hmm. never been to a comedy show almost 28 years old never done it and it's such a different it's not a netflix experience it's not a it's so much better in person and that you know i'm also biased because i need you to come to a show i don't take my word for it but it's better but go ahead your first no it is and it was it was trey crowder uh yeah came out right he's hilarious and uh i've caught you on uh his you know his podcast many times Mm -hmm. as well when you've been on and uh he you're actually going to be in my stomping grounds this weekend i live in dayton uh that's where i saw trey i saw him at the funny bone uh august 26th and 27th right yes this weekend friday and saturday so uh i've been to dayton many times i like dayton so we're gonna have a good well, show. at we're least, gonna have two at good least one person does we're go- yeah <laughs> we're gonna have a good show and we're gonna do two shows but one of them's gonna be good 
you find out which one. This is going to be comedy <laughs> roulette. <laughs> but yeah, so all right, we we we've gotten into the the comedy side of it now. Let me ask you, I mean, were you worried about starting this podcast that you were doing because you were like, well, people know me for one thing. Is mm-hmm. this really going to take off? Like, how did that go for you? Did you just say, fuck it? Like, I'm going to roll with it because I love mm-hmm. horror movies. That's part of who I am. It was all that. But part of it was like when Gavin and I talk, we we always inevitably just talk about horror movies. So half of it, like the work is done of we like horror movies. And I, you know, some people... Or like they don't even know that I do stand up still, which part of that is my problem. But and then I, the character, what you see on the internet is I've been doing stand up for seventeen years, so the character was a late addition to everything that I do. But it was also like you know those those episodes of Halloween or whatever. Well, we we make them evergreen, so you can listen to it in three years, and it's about the same episode. Maybe you won't get all the references, but. Yeah, it's this is a a passion project because uh, whenever I do tweet about horror stuff versus other topics, I can see that no, not there's like definitely like I'll get a more reaction for certain things than horror things, but also horror in general. Unless it's October, people think you're kind of weird for liking anyway. <laughs> you know, yep, it's hard yeah. to talk about The Exorcist in April. Nobody cares. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's kind of how this happened with Christian. I mean, Christian, if you want to talk about, you know, because you can relate and you had a channel, you had a following, and then you decided, fuck it, I'm going to do a podcast too because it's something I want to do. You know, it's kind of where Brent's at now. It's like branching off now into the podcast game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of podcasts, number one. Uh, when I go jogging and stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing that gets me lost more than listening to a good conversation, right? Yeah. So that and uh, from the business side of it, I'm sure you know this too, uh, ads are much better on long form videos and people have two attention spans nowadays, five seconds and two hours. There's not yeah. really much in between. <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy. You know what I mean? So and it's fun. It's uh, it's it's it gives me a chance to actually have a talk with a friend every week with Nick and it's like, you know, it's kind of therapy. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. The podcast has become therapy in a sense yeah. it's where I unload all my bullshit mm-hmm. to the world. But yeah, I love it. It's my favorite thing I've, I've done. So I, I think you'll find it very fruitful doing it. It's yeah. He's not, he's not bullshitting either. Brent, we have some wild episodes in our ouvoir over the last year. Plus, I mean, there was an episode where we talked about, great horror sequels where I stood on a soapbox and said the doctor sleeps better than the shining. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it made Christian storm out of the room (laughs) on the (laughs) podcast. Uh, we also, I got attacked a couple weeks ago for saying I was more excited for evil dead rise than Halloween ends because people are like, Mm -hmm. you're the Halloween guy. What the hell? So I guess let's just jump right into that. Why not Christian? Let's ask him. Are you nervous for Halloween ends? Like, are you nervous that they're over promising and they're going to under deliver? I don't know. I don't, are, do you guys think they're over promising? Uh, J- Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee. I love Jamie. Well, that, but, you know, her, she's a what an executive producer. Of course, she's going to over promise. Right. But I don't know that the rest of the crew is. Maybe. Of course, they're not going to say it's bad and don't watch <laughs> it. But I, I tend to take what she says. Uh, this is her promoting. You know, I but mm-hmm. man, this is my favorite franchise, and I think they've done a great job so far with 
the first two. I've enjoyed them at least. There are there there are problems, yeah, but I'll, the you know you look at the whole franchise and most horror movies in general. There's problems with a lot of stuff, but I I really like it. And like I, when I watch Halloween Kills on Peacock, I watched it once and immediately just restarted it because once sometimes one watch for me is not enough to. I'm, I got to take it all in. Mm-hmm. Then that second watch, it's okay. Let me critique this, you know, dude. So, I'm, I'm the same way. When I saw 18 in theaters, it had been a decade since Halloween had been in the theater. Mm-hmm. So being a diehard fan that I am, that first watch, I was everywhere but there, and I couldn't like you know digest everything. No pun intended, you know. <laughs> but I digress. I, yeah, yeah. With, I with every, digress everything. I couldn't digress everything that I'd just seen, <laughs> so I had to see. It. I saw it three times in theaters. Christian mm-hmm. calls me crazy for doing that, and um, I believe the word I, was nuts, not crazy. Nuts. You're, you're <laughs> right, but you, that movie was a movie that like. I was so hyped for, and I felt like it was it was okay. Like I was cool with most of it, but Kills was just a far better experience for me because mm-hmm. I didn't think Kills had the pressure of being like, oh, we got to be that true sequel to the original. Like they got that out of the way, so Halloween Kills was just like, let's just be a bunch of monkeys throwing poop everywhere, and like people will dig it. And I fuck, mm-hmm. I dug it. Christian's a fan of it too. Which one do you prefer of the two? I think I've seen 2018 a bunch, so now I prefer kills because i've not seen it as much even though i haven't have seen it a ton but also um so i guess i i do prefer kills but i feel like a good um we'll be able to judge kills by how halloween ends ends because it's a middle it's the branch uh the you know the bridge between the two and it's also people like it's so gory i'm like well it's called halloween kills like it's (laughs) that's what it's here for you know so how they end it i you know I don't know if you guys are spoilers or love trailers or anything. I think I tended to avoid most things with the first two, but I've already watched the trailer for ends. Um, but I, I feel like they didn't give away a lot in the trailer for ends anyway. So, but I am definitely excited and I hope it's not a huge letdown. Well, buddy, I'll tell you this. They didn't give away a bunch in that trailer. They actually gave almost nothing. And Christian mm-hmm. and I have talked at lengths about, um, the plot of ends, you know, this whole Corey Cunningham character and everything we've gone down that rabbit hole. So yeah, I think this is going to be a movie that's going to be, you love it or you hate it. I don't really think there's going to be an in between, mm-hmm. but Christian over here, I think he's been trolling me about it because Halloween isn't his favorite franchise, but he's going, Halloween ends is going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to love it. It's going to be the best one of this trilogy. Christian, you still there? Yeah. Why can't it be the best one? Brent, tell me, tell me why, why can't it be the best one out of the new three? Somebody tell me why. Uh, yeah. I it mean, could be. Yeah. I, I think it, it has potential, but in the, the bar's already been set pretty high. So, um, I think it's, you know, given the rest of the franchise, you, you don't have to be the best movie to be pretty middle of the road for all of them, you know? Right. So, but I think it will be good and I think it will be fun and it'll, then it'll, we'll get to like watch, all of them back to back to back. And that might be even a cooler experience. Like See you could do with like together. one or two, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I guess I should ask you then your opinion. Do you want it finality? Like, what do you want to happen at the end? If this is really the end of everything for Jamie Lee, how do you want this to end? I, I want finality and I, there's no way that this is the last Halloween movie. It's too, too much of a moneymaker. So like, I even love, h2o with how that ended like i'm like well there's an ending it's good and and then you can 
if any, we learn anything from movies, you can always reboot and all that. So we will get more Halloween. So let's get some finality to it. Um, and she's already had her finality a couple times in the franchise. So <laughs> yeah, no kidding. who's to say she wouldn't? I don't think she will. But um, yeah, and with those, you know, Danny McBride and David Gord Green and those guys are, you know, more, they're known for comedy. So when I heard those guys were doing it, I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to go. You know, it's like, if you heard Shaq was going to start making sandwiches, you'd be like, <laughs> why? You know, like, but those guys have done a great job and, and I like their other stuff that they've done. And it's like a, you know, we could, we could talk about this, but like comedians are, I think, do a good job with comedy because they're similar. Like horror is really like a representation of current society. Some movie, not all movies, but, and that's what comedy does. It's kind of reflects society. So I think those there's two parallels with those things of, um, you know, you can look at the, the Iraq war and all that stuff and all that you would see videos of torture and stuff. And then, then you would get the saw movies and hostile and all that. It was kind of, a parallel type thing to that. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think they're going to do a good job. I don't know why they wouldn't, you know, there's yeah. so much pressure. It's, it's rare. It's like some of those Marvel movies. Some, some are okay, but I'm like, there's too many hands in the stuff to be terrible. It might be okay, but it won't be bad. You know? Well, I guess I'll ask you hot seat, least favorite Halloween movie and why? Hmm. Uh, maybe Resurrection or Halloween Six. Wow. Yeah, I don't think any. I don't think anybody thinks a hot take that Resurrection is the, my least favorite or anybody's. But Halloween Six, and I, now I get them confused with the producer's cut and the theatrical cut. But I think it's the producer's cut of uh, Michael is going to uh, rape a child or something to have a baby, or he he had sex with his niece or something like that. Where right. I was like, I don't, in my head, Michael Myers doesn't have sex to begin with. <laughs> like, that's not a, a thing that he does. So, um, yeah, and I just don't think it's the best. Uh, you could also say Halloween 2. I was talking with Gavin this on the, the podcast recently. I've watched Halloween 2 a bunch to try and, yeah, I know you have the poster right there, <laughs> to just try and understand. Like, I was wondering I, which Halloween 2 you were talking about to begin with, because there's <laughs> technically like three of them. Yeah, yeah, Rob Zombies. Uh, and I, I don't hate everything about that one in particular, but I, I could also see why people hate it. It's our, uh, our last episode last week was Christian and I just for two hours pouring love on that movie. Uh, yeah. and we, we went live because we really wanted people to come at us in the mm -hmm. live chat and they did buddy. Let me tell you, but yeah, that's, it's funny because Christian and I both big fans of Halloween six and mm -hmm. Rob zombies, Halloween two, And that's, what's so great. I think about this franchise. It's like, Jamie Lee made that joke a couple years ago about, well, Halloween's like choose your own adventure. You know, like you can mm -hmm. go down many different paths and there's one for everyone. I think that's something that's really cool about this series is that like we all love Michael Myers. We love that character. And it's like some of us prefer like this timeline and some of us prefer this iteration. But like at right. the end of the day, it's all kind of the same thing. It's just like Rob Zombie's Halloween, too. It's like you smoked peyote and, you know, and watched a fucking crazy movie for an hour and 45 minutes. And then yeah. Halloween six is like, I don't know. You got drunk with your buddies listening to Creed and your pickup truck and, and wanted to watch a, a great nineties. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, Creed, Creed's H2O. 
Yeah, Creed is H two O, but like, like, I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. It was it was Brother Kane and Fool's Brother Shine Kane. On, which they yeah. they had to put literally on the poster. It literally says that song is in the it's movie. Fucking best part about the movie. <laughs> Love that song. But yeah, and I, okay. There are like things to like about both those movies too, uh, especially like Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Like the look of Myers and both of them actually like that's a menacing. I don't think he's looked scarier than in those movies. Like. It's it's hard to tell, but like I have a like a custom Michael Myers figures right there. You can't tell because I'm shitty with the camera. You're good, but uh, damn nice, very cool. Yeah, like that kind of stuff, and you can put there's something to appreciate about all of it. You know, like Halloween Five, the cops suck. The cop, the music sucks for the cops, Uh, but like yeah, Michael's Michael's (laughs) lurking in that movie is I love when he lurks like that's part of the charm of that character is it's good shit even when you watch halloween one john carpenter i'm still looking in the back i don't think he's i found them all and it's like a where's waldo but i'm also like he's somewhere back there he's got you know that's everywhere in halloween five i mean still uh last time i watched it uh with christian i believe on the episode i pointed out like holy shit michael's back there i've seen the movie a mm-hmm. hundred times and there's little moments like that especially in five mm-hmm. i think five probably got it best since the original of like him lurking and being off in the distance and you not noticing that mm-hmm. uh also christian and i really dig that movie too because christian you it says it's an art film i mean it, it's got it, that i think it's an, i think it's an italian that's brandon yeah. that calls it i don't know if art house you're right, is the right, you're right. Word. i think it's like an italian it's almost like a giallo the characters are like weird english translation like loomis is loomis feels like he's straight out of an italian giallo film he's quirky and mad and drunk Mm-hmm. and it, it to me it's it's, yeah. it's so much like an italian movie using a know? child as bait like <laughs> in half of it like. yeah i love it i love yep. it well i mean where you want to go next christian you want to talk some nightmare with him well i i'd love to know about your collecting because you oh, yeah. uh you have a gorgeous uh what, oh, I, what do you show me show you i don't know if it'll pick up on like so mtv that's, cribs that's like some halloween stuff that i have right there and then like I have the Toonie Terrors. I'm not good like directing with this camera, but well, I have a bunch of stuff in here. So your displays are very nice. Thank you. Got you. The little I... lights under there, and yeah. Um, and I have like art. I love like Metallica is my favorite band, so that's not horrible. Yeah, to say. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite band too. Okay, cool. That's a uh, Bigfoot signed by the guy Bigfoot. that took the picture. And I was gonna say you got Bigfoot's autograph. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. I've got Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos signed. Oh, nice. uh, and I'm not like a big signature guy, uh, but I bought that on eBay. So uh-huh. I've got uh, Friday 13th, Jason. Video I've got game. a bunch of Jasons here too. My, my lighting sucks for this stuff. Just showing. Uh, this is a, I have a guy uh, that somebody sent me that has nothing to do with anything, but it's he's naked. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I have Thomas a bunch of... This is my like my, my office comedy. I have a green screen over here to my right. So, and I, uh, I I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. You can finish. You're saying it was just. I was your just saying this is you know a, my my creative area. This sure. when we bought this house, this lady did hair. This is like a converted garage, and she was like a 90 year old lady that still did people's hair. Uh-huh. So uh, this used to be like a salon, and now it's like my horror room. Now, is nice. that all by your choosing, or was that also your wife saying, keep all your shit in one room? 
Well, some of this stuff is hers too, but it's just I've taken it over. The rest of our house is kind of mid-century modern. We have touches of horror stuff all over the house because she's a big horror fan too. You know, she loves Elvira. We met Elvira and and she loves Trick or Treat. So we share uh, that. That's a good thing, you know, is we share our love of horror. Well, Christian, Christian has a very similar setup where he's allowed to put that stuff throughout his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no secret to anybody that listens to our stuff, but um, like... Uh, my wife and I are currently separated right now, have been for mm-hmm. a few months. So I was able to finally bring all this shit out here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, she was not about it. She loves horror. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But her thing was like, I don't want it. Like it, it makes it seem like a bachelor pad. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, but it's a cool bachelor pad. Right. <laughs> like, but I, cu- well, I couldn't get her on board with that. I was talking to Gavin uh, about this, my you know co-host on the podcast. We were talking like having a Jaws poster in the living room is different than having um, the Scream poster. Because Jaws is kind of like accessible horror. And p- some people wouldn't even call that horror. So you can kind of trick people and just being like, oh, he loves films as opposed to he loves horror horror it's that weird dynamic of that movie at least you know christian you have a jaws bathroom right (laughs) i do yeah (laughs) i have a jaws the revenge poster in my (laughs) nice we have a a twilight zone poster and it's like a mashup of i guess every uh twilight zone episode so i'll be getting out of the shower and be like i have no idea what that episode is even from but it's a big mat it's like a town square filled with all the stuff from the twilight zone you know Mm. Yeah. yeah I noticed you had a ghost shirt on. You're a big fan. Yeah, I like Ghost, uh, the band, uh, and it's uh, just for the the. I like the music just in general, but the theatrics and kind of the gimmick of when you look at this band, they don't particularly sound like how you how they look. You right. know, you haven't no, seen them it, live, have you? Yeah, I've saw them twice. I saw them open up for Iron Maiden, and then I saw them do a headline show. Oh, tell me about them as a as a group, as a band. How tight are they and all that? I'd love to see them. Haven't yeah, they them were. They were great. And I think it's, you know, you need the one guy to be the singer, uh, whatever's, I don't remember his name now, but uh, you essentially just need him, you know, because the rest of the people, if, if you don't know the band, the gimmick is like the leader is a, some form of like a demonic Pope. And then the rest are quote. I just named. learned that last week. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Like na- their name, the rest of the band is nameless ghouls. Na- yeah. Nameless so, ghouls. So they, uh, they wear masks. So you can't tell yeah. who's who. Uh, but they're yeah they're really good the theatrics are good the, and they it's kind of like a church setting for the two times i've seen them it's gorgeous um, yeah, yeah just the stained really glass good. wall and everything tobias mm-hmm. forges the singer yeah. and he's 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 public he uh mm-hmm. and i think actually some of the band have now revealed themselves too the bass player is like this really tall skinny guy with black hair but mm-hmm. they're probably my favorite my favorite modern band i was a massive him fan okay and when they when they stopped playing around 2013 when they retired ghost came into my life at the perfect time they were the successor of almost like that really moody gothic yeah keyboard rock and mm-hmm. i'm such a diehard fan so I, I i'm glad you're wearing that shirt i yeah i think they're one of the best songwriting bands today i mean their stuff is so immaculate i mean yeah it's 
and if you didn't know the gimmick, you can appreciate because there were I think there was a going viral on TikTok for like a bunch of Christians using that using one of their songs, but not understanding. Not understanding. It's kind of my videos, people using the video, but not understanding what it's really saying. You know, hey, as long as they're using the videos, right? Hey, man, whatever works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I dug them. I didn't start like I didn't hear anything from them until Hunter's Moon, obviously, mm-hmm. and Christian and I went down this rabbit hole, like dissecting the lyrics of Hunter's moon the week before Halloween kills came out. We we're like, Oh my God, what does this song mean? Does it have something to do with the movie? Come to find out it didn't bummer, but um, it's a great song. And I am, I was raised Christian. I, I still am, but I don't really practice. I don't go to church mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm so former Catholic. So went to yeah. Catholic schools and yeah. Yeah. But it, so it's Ditto. like, and when I found out like, Oh my God, he's like a demonic Pope. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, but I mean, yeah. it's cool. Like it is cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a what a gimmick. It's you know, it's that along the lines of a slipknot or you know, mm-hmm. people that it's a full show with fucking gore. And, yeah, that kind gore, of stuff. Yeah. It is weird how metal and, and horror really pairs well. They're kind of, you know, similar genres. They cover the same type of shit. Well, mm-hmm. Christian already put his stick in the ground saying there needs to be another ghost song for Halloween Ends. I said uh, Halloween Kills is better if Halloween Ends does not have another ghost song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, how how great was that heaven? Mm-hmm. And not only that, we got two versions of Hunter's Moon, the movie mm-hmm. version and the the EP or the the single and the the album version. Uh yeah. so that that was cool. I remember when I saw was watching the movie. I'm such like I'm sure you're probably the same way. You probably already heard the song because it got released, and then you're watching the credits, you're like, Holy shit, this is a different mix. This yeah. is fucking awesome, you know? Yeah. That so. and that, I do that with Metallica too. Of like I I I was on a podcast with a friend of mine, it was top five Metallica songs, and I was like, I like this one, but I need a lot, li- I need this live version of that song. So that's uh-huh. like fun what? to like have those. Like you can be fan, surface fans or you can talk about different versions of certain things, you know, feet to the fire again, I guess. Uh, best Metallica album. Uh, um, St. Anger. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I do love St. Anger. So do way. I. Christian gives me shit about it. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. But- those drums sound like Bob Rock created the greatest drum sound. He also created the worst <laughs> drum sound ever. Uh, yeah, I, that, but that, that was one, at least for St. Anger. It was like, I, I, I heard it during formative years, so it's like when you were when you were angry, and all yeah. the lyrics is are angry. Mm-hmm. So me being a teenager when that came out, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm angry. I want to break stuff too." Yeah. That's why I love that album. Yeah, I can relate for sure. Uh, but probably you know, Master Puppets, or I do enjoy uh, Injustice for All. I, I say like Ride the those. Lightning. Okay. What about you, and, Christian? I'm I'm a bigger Anthrax and Megadeth fan. Y'all can have Metallica. No, but if you had to pick a favorite <laughs> album of theirs. I don't know. I, I I'll be honest with you. I, I really like the latest one. I do like the latest album oh, that came out. Hardwired's great. But probably mm-hmm. yeah. That Moth the Flame song's really good. I guess I would go Master of Puppets. I like like you know I like Master of Puppets. Yeah, That's, I'm the odd man. I'm the odd man out here. Then but okay. I'm not really a. I'm not. I'm not a diehard mega. I mean, they, they haven't. Fan. They haven't put out albums that I haven't pretty much liked front to back. I mean, the only two albums of theirs that I don't like front to back are probably Load and Reload. They have good mm-hmm. songs on them, but I don't think the albums altogether are good. But like every other album, I'm like, I can pretty much listen front to back. And like that was good. You gotta wonder, like, when bands will do that. It's you know essentially a double album. You're like, you wonder if you just trimmed the fat. If this could have been like, if there was you know hero of the day and then king nothing and mm-hmm. until it's like all the hits you're like 
but that that, that doesn't you, then you're just cutting your sales in half if you exactly. put all the hits on one you know as i was gonna say that? you're metallica you don't you don't trim the fat on records because people are no. gonna buy them in the 90s still right yeah 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 all right, well then let's jump right into something you were talking about, Brent. I want to know Christian's more well versed in this franchise than Halloween because he prefers it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, man. I mean, what what are your? I don't know what what are your thoughts on that series as a whole? What's your favorite movie there? Yeah, I've I don't know if it's my favorite, but I, I can I've had a greater appreciation the past few years for. Uh, Friday five, which is oh, that's right. the one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where, like the one without, you know, Jason, but to me, if you didn't know it till the end, that's still Jason to, you know, but it's what a funny movie that is with the, the, just the characters, especially the, the one paramedic guy that uh, does Coke outside the diner. Like his, <laughs> his performance is you could just rewind that. Yeah. It's hysterical. Watch that. And, um, yeah, I think that one catches too much shit. I think it's pretty good, but I think like one through six are really good. I think seven with um, the the was it the the new blood or new blood? Yeah, blood. Yep. yeah, that's the maybe the best looking Jason is where he's half zombie type thing. Um, yeah, I, th- I don't really like Manhattan. I don't like. Um, Goes to hell, Jason Goes X. To, yeah, Th- those. Yeah, those Jason three. X is fun. I used to hate. Yeah, that, that movie. would be a fun movie, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, I think you watch that with friends. That's not one where I sit and watch it by myself. You know. No. Yeah. Well, that's uh, what we did for Halloween Resurrection. We watched it on the podcast. I hadn't watched it in three years, and mm-hmm. Christian, we we came away with it with the same thing. I'd never watched this under my own volition just because I wanted to. <laughs> but when you watch it with a friend and you're it's you fun. know getting drunk or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like this is fun, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And if it wasn't a Halloween movie, I think it's a great concept for a movie. Mm-hmm. If it just wasn't Michael Myers. Yeah. That concept of having a half game show type thing, and uh, if it wasn't Michael Myers, I would love Buster Rhymes and more horror movies. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Christian, I don't know. I mean, you, I'm sure you're happy to hear that he likes part five, but disappointed to hear that he doesn't like takes Manhattan. Not disappointed because, you know, I, you know, I just, I love it when people have just their own opinion mm-hmm. about something that, you know, is unwarranted. So it's like, I, I, whenever he's starting to talk about what he doesn't like, I don't want you to be like, oh, fuck yeah. you know, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. It says take your best shot, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, I um yeah, I I don't think any of those are like the worst, but maybe I've seen a lot of bad horror movies. So like even the worst of those I'm like, "Oh, it's better than Thanks yeah. Killing." You know. Oh man. The only, the only thing that's my, my my one of my dad's favorite horror movies, Thanks Killing. Yeah. The only yeah. with the only thing with Friday for me was I it wasn't until a few years ago that I really 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 started falling in love with part 1. I actually yeah. think it's a, I think it's like you know some of the complaints that I do hear is oh it's slow you watch Alice make coffee and I'm like you don't get it like that is pure genuine human mm-hmm. action and suspense and just atmosphere I would die for movies I mean A24 kind of does that with stuff nowadays mm-hmm. I would die for movies that have that kind of quiet pace and stuff cuz everything nowadays moves like a TikTok video right Yeah and, and I'm just and- and that's that's I'm rewired from the internet. Sometimes I'm like, God, oh, so slow. But it's it's exactly what you're saying is that's just actually what people do. That's somebody being a human being. 
No, and, and I you hear the new the, this generation bitch about movies like Halloween all the time about how like the original like it's so boring it's so slow and it's like you just don't get it like you mm-hmm. just don't get it it's it's foreboding it's building up to at final 15 minutes that are just non-stop and like yeah we get off on that that stuff is so cool like mm-hmm. to really build it up because nowadays it's just like we'll give it to you right at the beginning and then it loses mm-hmm. its punch after 10 minutes and you're just like oh, okay whatever like you guys can't yeah. you've already reached your peak so but also, I'm that way too. Like, if it's a, if I saw maybe um like a movie that came out in '78 that wasn't Halloween that I've never seen before, I will be like, this is slow. But also, it could be similarly paced to Halloween. But I love Halloween. You know, I think as a, a society, we want it now. Yeah, yeah. It's not even fast enough. I needed it before the now. You know, um, like um, yeah, I was having a conversation with my friends about this. Like, isn't there something? And this is like a TV thing, but isn't there something that people don't understand about like you had to wait a week and you had to build up so much goddamn inter- anticipation to mm-hmm. see ep- the next episode of uh fucking Supernatural or what name a TV show you grew Lost. up watching. You had to wait six fucking days mm-hmm. and just get yourself amped up. People don't understand that anymore because of the way Netflix is. Yeah. And they drop a season. I like that. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I dislike that because I'm an impatient son of a bitch now. Mm-hmm. But dude, like, I think that's how like I that's why I feel like some of some people don't get they don't get connected to the stuff like generations before us and even our generation did because we had to envelop our life in it. We had mm-hmm. to plan stuff. Oh my God, Rose Red is coming on TV Tuesday and Wednesday night. Holy shit. We have got yeah. to get ready. We have to clear our schedules. You don't do that anymore. And I yeah. think that element of planning and, and stuff like that, that's like connective tissue that's gone nowadays because of how ease of access everything is mm-hmm. nowadays. And I just don't think that ease of access is always just a good thing. I think I think we and some sites are doing this like creep show on shutter. It's like one episode a week. Mm-hmm. They drop one, and I like that. I like that format because it gives you something to look forward to, and you're excited. Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi just, on boom. Disney Plus was the same way. Obi Wan, I wanted all of them to drop at once, but at the same time, I didn't because it gave me six weeks of anticipation every week. Yes, like yeah. when the fucker Darth Vader and Obi Wan gonna fight again? I need this shit, and it, they made yeah. me wait. Now, yeah, and we also are we talk about that moment if that you left on a cliffhanger now you're talking for a week and you're on reddit and you're reading what everybody's thoughts are um as opposed to it goes through you like bad tacos where <laughs> you're like they were good but at the end if somebody would be like if you watch the whole series and then six months later they'd be like tell me about the ending and you'd be like i don't even remember i know it was good but it's i couldn't tell you what happened yeah, yeah. It's like well, you, you consume it so quickly, and, and I do that all the time, you know? It's to so. that same point. Stranger Things is a perfect example of that. I love Stranger Things. I have since it started. Christian's a big fan, too, especially of season four. I think that was the best season, but it's like now, I remember I on Fridays and Saturdays, I work 12-hour shifts. Those are my long days of the week, so it dropped that Thursday night, technically Friday morning. And these people were binging it all night. And yeah. I get on Twitter and I'm already seeing spoilers. And I'm mm-hmm. like, 
dude. So it's like, we've gotten to a point where when a show does that, we feel the need. We have to watch it all. Like mm-hmm. we, we have to, and then we have to, we have to find people to talk about it with online. So it's like, if you're trying to avoid spoilers nowadays, you got to catch it within the first few days or it's ruined for you. I yeah. mean, with wrestling, I, I'm a big wrestling fan. Sometimes I don't, I don't always catch a pay-per-view. So is Christian. When it, yeah. When it, so it's like, I'm, I might watch it on a Monday if it aired on Sunday, but I'm like, I, cautiously scrolling because i don't want to see a guy holding up a championship and then be like well i'll still watch the match but i know he won you know you know it's crazy nowadays is when you pull up just safari on your phone or and you go to google mm-hmm. now they have headline articles like on the home screen below where you type in what you're looking for and sometimes it's like it's hard to avoid spoilers even just in, when you pull up the goddamn internet yeah you know there'll be like an article right there on your home screen of roman reigns whatever like it's mm-hmm. like oh fuck God damn! Even <laughs> like Stranger, it. yeah, Stranger Things. I've only seen the first two seasons, and I liked it. It just for whatever reason I haven't. But I know like Master of Puppets had a huge thing happen in this latest season, and I kind of know what happened. But it's also like I I haven't even watched the last two seasons, but I still kind of know. You know, dude, as a Metallica fan, though, I'm telling you, when you finally get to season four and you watch that moment, that is like mm-hmm. peak cinema. Like okay. I, I literally tweeted about it as I was watching it. I was like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen on yeah. television. It was just fucking awesome. Like the mood was perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it was fucking amazing. So I hope you get around to that because as somebody that loves Metallica, you'll probably mm-hmm. be sitting there for those three minutes. Just like, can life get better than this? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's seriously yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But all right, well then let's 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 dive a little bit into uh let's dive a little bit into Freddy Krueger, all right? Mm-hmm. Cuz this is Christian's guy. So, if you were to ask Christian what the best nightmare movie is, Christian, what do you tell people? Uh part 2, it's my favorite. Freddy's Revenge. I agree. Brent, I don't know, I I'm sure you've seen all the nightmare movies we all have, but mm-hmm. like what's the one that you gravitate towards most? Well, I've seen them all at least once. I've seen one, two, and three maybe a couple times. This is that's my least favorite franchise, uh, for whatever reason. Um, I think I think two. He looks the best besides a new nightmare. The look is great, but I would probably just say you know for me not having seen all of them multiple times, it's just the first one. And this we I don't think it's out yet, but we covered nightmare on Elm street on the podcast this season. And I was really, I was like, I like this movie, but every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this is such a good movie for being at least my least favorite of the big three franchise. Now, why do you think that is like, is it Freddie? Because I would say that of the big three, obviously it's mm-hmm. Freddie has the most personality because he's the yeah. only one that fucking talks. But- yeah. I mean, what his do you rap think? Songs and Michael oh, talks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, his rap Die. songs. Christian has Christian has that on vinyl, don't you, Christian? Freddie's raps or whatever. I've got it all north, south, east, and west, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah, what I do you think that is? I don't know what it was about. The maybe it was just the one I was. Do they do they play those on AMC during Halloween or like back in the day? Did they? not as much. Freddie okay. was a sci. Freddie was a sci-fi channel guy, and like yeah. the last ten years, I used to always see him on sci-fi. Yeah, and maybe that was that. part of it. Was just but I feel, seeing it on TV. You know, I feel like it's also you guys know this. You y'all remember AMC Monster Fest or Fear Fest, whatever they called yeah. it, and they would play every Halloween movie. They would mm-hmm. play. 
you know, most of these big franchises, but the nightmare movies, they didn't play everyone. They'd play part one. They'd play part three, maybe part four. And then like new nightmare, but like, you're not seeing your dream child, your Freddy's revenge, your Freddy's dead on there. Mm -hmm. And, And whatever, for whatever reason that is. But, um, so I get what you mean. Maybe it was less exposure to the movies and the character itself, but yeah, it's crazy because we didn't live through that time because Christian will have everybody know. I mean, he's he knows more about this franchise than anybody I've ever talked mm-hmm. to. And Freddie ruled the 80s. I mean, MTV yeah. Freddie. Yeah, right, he Christian? was. Mm, yeah, it, it, it's odd in a sense because, you know, I, I talked to people that were, were alive and well back then and it, it wasn't even close. I mean, the part four made more money than than Halloween four and New Blood together. So it's like it's crazy when you look at the latter part of the 80s. He was on top of the world, doesn't even begin to describe it. Yeah. But it Maybe. seems like Michael and Freddie have kind of, to me, there's, to me, Friday's the biggest. When I talk to X number of people, to me, it's Friday seems to be like the, the fan favorite of the world. I, I, I seem like that's what I see the most of. So, do but Freddie's, it's not Freddie. What do you attribute the, the Friday being? Like the just the look, do you think was the hockey mask that kind of took Probably. off? Well, without question. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's Jason. I think the name, yeah. Jason. It's like it's almost funny if you say Jason Voorhees, people will say, "Huh?" But if you just say Jason, mm-hmm. oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they know the first name. Like I do that for people at work, and like Jason, what? No, yeah. Jason. You know, my oh, Jason, hockey mask guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just you, think it's so fucking accessible, man. It's so red, white, and blue. Everybody fucking, went to a summer camp, or everybody went to a swimming at a fucking like lake you know. or a pond. Like we all did that shit. But mm-hmm. I've always said that too, Brent. What I've told Christian is I, I won't necessarily disagree with that statement. I think that Halloween is a bigger series, but I think that that hockey mask is more identifiable than anything in any of these franchises it's like mm-hmm. everybody knows that but i would say the halloween theme is probably bigger than anything in any of these franchises it's like everybody knows that shit my grandma mm-hmm. that's never watched one of those movies like oh that's that michael myers theme it's like yeah it's funny how certain things stick out like freddy krueger what do people remember probably the most at all the nightmare movies it's the glove mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily him well, it, or the one two yes phrase, that too there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of layers on that onion you know mm-hmm. the sweat you could see is the silhouette of at least freddie and pick him out mm-hmm. you know all it's three that damn hat and sweater that damn hat yeah. and sweater yeah and i don't I meant maybe it was like the latter like Freddie Linden lended himself to be the MTV guy because Michael Myers that you would destroy the character if Michael Myers was on MTV or a reality yeah. show, you sure. know, with Buster Rhymes, <laughs> uh, motherfucker. Yeah. And like with Jason, I think it's the same thing as like, there's jokes and, and Friday, the, the, the franchise, but the, then it got funny and and uh, and nightmare, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I think some people don't like that, but maybe that's how that franchise had to go a little bit was to be more accessible because I don't how how much more scary can you get? You well, know, damned I, if you do, damned if you don't, man. I would argue that 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, when you started to see Freddy at his peak in the late '80s, that's when Halloween and Friday were trending downward and Mm -hmm. i think that the reason was 
Freddie had so much character to him, they leaned into their better impulses of, we need this guy to, you know, resonate with these teens. We need him to be funny. We, but we mm-hmm. also need him to be menacing and let's put him out there, overexpose the world to him. And so, yeah, I mean, I can imagine what, you know, 1989 was like, whereas like you're seeing Freddie on fucking MTV and whereas, yeah. And oh my God, merchandising, dude, it was probably through the roof because 89, we had, what we have in 89, Christian takes Manhattan and uh, Halloween five, not exactly big critical or commercial successes. Um, so yeah, Freddie was up here while yeah. the other guys were kind of trending. Yeah. Well, even, down. even dream child, which didn't do as good as master still, still just, but effed, you know, <laughs> Jason takes Matt and Halloween five in the box office. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. No, Halloween five made like eleven million dollars. Yeah. So, like that was like the opening weekend for Dream Child. So it's just yeah. it's interesting when I look at it. But you know, we're I feel like the Freddy fanatics are uh, it's like two to one Halloween or Friday Friday compared to Nightmare. Doesn't bother me. If there's a th- a fourth guy that you add to there, is it Leatherface? Is, is it Leatherface? But yeah, okay. I, I, I I I can't in good conscience, but I love Chucky, but come on. It's Leatherface mm-hmm. or Ghostface for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the uncertainty. I've I've only seen uh, Hellraiser, the first one, and I didn't like it. But that's was years second ago. one's better. Second one's okay. Better. Yeah, there's certain like certain people that like those certain. I feel like if you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you love the Zom- Rob Zombie movies. Like they lend themselves to liking each other. You know. Mm-hmm. Hey Brent, you said you're. Born in '89, so you're a few years older than me. What are you? You're 32, 33, 33. Yeah, 33. I went to Texas Frightmare this past year, mm-hmm. and they had the Scream cast there. They yeah. had the main people, Skeet, Nev, what have you. Mm-hmm. In the other room, this I, ca- I call it the B room. The other room, there were these legendary people from the still alive from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, things like that. There was nobody in line for them. Mm-hmm. But Nev Campbell had a line almost outside of the entire airport. Yeah. Do you does does it seem like to you as well when you look at things like Scream is like the new Halloween? Like we're not the cool kids anymore. Halloween, it's like that's the old people's movie now. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that there's no one, it's like to me, it seems like Scream is the new golden movie for horror for people because of the lines for these kids, these people in the Scream movies, they were kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, have you noticed that too? To me, it's just like, it's apparent. Like, Scream is it now. That's the yeah. new Halloween. Well, and it's, you know, they're they're making new Halloweens, but I feel like it's the most recent franchise. And Gavin, even and I, we talked about on the show, we felt like Scream is the most solid front to back currently. You know, like, 3 was okay, but it's still better than a lot of the other franchises duds, you know? Um, and also, like, Nev Campbell is... There, there's, there are stars, but they're not only stars from Scream. You know, Matthew Lillard has Scooby Doo and Scooby and other does. movies, and and Jamie Kennedy. What you know, is he has a lot of shit going things. on. Yeah. yeah, Nev Campbell or what was a party five, whatever the show. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. she's done other things, and 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 maybe maybe like a TCM. It's like maybe those stars are only stars for TCM. Maybe I'd have to look it up. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I, I think it also goes back to the point we made, you know, a half hour or so ago where it's just like this new generation sometimes just doesn't seem to appreciate, um, what came before. It's like the, the hot new toy, like 
you know, Scream is a franchise that's always done really well. Part of what it's predicated on is capitalizing on what's popular and mm-hmm. and, and satirizing it and uh, being really like meta and, and forward thinking. And it's like, so it really captures whatever generation it's trying to capture at the time when a movie comes out. It's amazing to me that Scream 5 had the impact it did, same as Scream, you know, 2 did or Scream did or even Scream 4, but to a lesser extent, it's like people were banging on the table for a decade to get Hayden Panettiere back as Kirby and Scream 4 was the least successful of all of them but it still reached enough people in that generation they wanted her back they wouldn't mm-hmm. and we're getting her back and it's just like I think that's also part of it is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a movie that I do feel like is it personally I feel like it's not as timeless in in the sense of like I don't think it's dated that's not what I'm saying but I think that it's like if you got a 16 year old kid to sit down and watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre right now, I think a lot of them would be like, what, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. what, what's the appeal of this? And they'd be wrong in feeling that way, but it's just not, it's just different. I guess scream just, it tries to reach out to these young kids. Well, and, By comparison, that movie moves like a freight train compared to. Yeah. It's like 80 minutes days. or some shit, 85 minutes. It's fucking wild. But the yeah. opening, the opening almost feels like it plays on fast forward. I think mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a TikTok movie for today. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect storm of why kids, young kids love it now. And uh, you're yeah. talking about scream, right? Scream. Yeah. yeah that's the first 13 minutes is it's like uh, a bullet train. It's just, yeah. I think that's why it resonates part of it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's interesting though. It's like, what's going to be after that? What's going to be the next, What's going to be the next scream for kids? Like, is it, I, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe we'll go back to war and it'll be saw again. You know. Well, I was going to say. Hostile, I was going to say know? we f- we forget that for the decade previous it was Saul. Saul was mm-hmm. the new kid on the block that became comparable to Freddie, Jason, and Michael. You know, Jig. I would say Jigsaw, John Kramer, Tobin Bell is incredibly identifiable to all of us. You're not going to mm-hmm. think of Tobin Bell for the rest of his life as anything but Jigsaw, first and foremost. Yeah. And, I didn't even uh, know he acted in anything. Else. I, I know, had no right? idea he had a, he's been in movies since fucking like... And like, yeah, I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing a Saul shirt right now, and it's like, it's... And they just announced the 10th one, and, you know, it's going to bring back Tobin Bell, and it's going to go back. It's not going to be... It's a prequel, but it's not, because it takes place before he died, but it's going to take place after the first two movies. It's supposed to be between two and three. I mean, Brent, your thoughts on that. I mean, were you a fan of the Saw movies? Yeah, I liked them. And I, I like if, but if you said what happened in Saw three, four, five and whatever, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> tell you what happened in each one. I know there at one point there's a guy on an ice block. Uh, wow. Donnie Wahlberg, man. He deserves yeah, so much better where it was like, I like those movies, but I feel like to me, those movies all kind of clash together, but I do think they're good, you know, but the first, the reveal and saw the first one is that's really could real. be one of the biggest reveals in a movie ever, you know, and it's, what a mistake to, ki- to kill off jigsaw. Cause I love that character. And now I'm like, how much pre-planning could you have done? No, exactly. They're getting long in the tooth at this point. And I think that's why they're going back to Jigsaw Mm -hmm. because they're like, dude, we got to a point where it was like, he's got eight apprentices now. These games happened 10 years ago. This is getting way too fucking crazy. I I say this all the time. For me, Saw was like my generation's Friday the 13th in the sense that every year Mm -hmm. you went to to the theater to see it. Were you the yeah. same way? Because I, ever I think since part three, 
I was at the theater every single time. Mm-hmm. I've saw since part three. I saw everyone. Were you the same way? Did you look forward every every October to go to the theater to see them? Those and then there were the not so much the paranormal activities, but those are the th- like with Jigsaw. There's like a guy you can attach to, but with paranormal activity, there's not like a mascot. You know, Iron Maiden has Eddie. Eddie, yeah. You know, there's not like a guy you can attach to, and I'm trying to I've like recently. I just I just love the I love. I love friend like when you don't get me wrong. I love original IPs and finding new movies that I could just fall in love with all mm-hmm. the time. But I love it when something catches fire. Yeah, and pa- Paramount's the best at it. Mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity was never supposed to be a franchise, for God's sakes. Yeah. Saw a little bit more, but Paranormal Activity, it's like really. But man, yeah. every fucking year, mm-hmm. I couldn't wait. And then they kind of trampled Saw. Paranormal Activity started trampling them. Mm-hmm. And they were whipping their ass in the box office, and then paranormal. And I ate it up. I was at the theater every single time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan of that, man. I just love it when we get a franchise, and it's like the familiarity of it. It's like comfort food in a sense. Yeah, it doesn't mean I don't want original stuff. Believe me, I I, I love it, and I look for mm-hmm. it. I go to my way to find it. But are you the same way? Do you like it when something catches fire and we get more and more of it? Yeah, I you know if something's great, you always want more of it. You know, uh, and. It's uh, but then sometimes you like if if you don't think it's good, you're like, why are they making this shit? But obviously somebody loves it, the especially if it's a, still, yeah, yeah, paranormal activity or whatever it is, and and sometimes you you miss the boat on a whole uh phenomenon, and then you have to go back and be like, you know what, this wasn't so bad, you know, like time heals was, all wounds uh, with yeah. these movies too. I think it's it's interesting. Yeah. Even Especially like, with horror, it's like we were talking about Scream Four before. I'm sorry to cut you up, but like with Scream Four, it wasn't that it wasn't a smash success. But guess what? Every year, more kids become Scream fans, mm-hmm. and more people become fans of it. That's yeah. why people. That's why people want that broad back in that movie. Mm-hmm. They love it. They know. And it's it's one of those like you like you said it's like you're commenting on the current. So now you then you can go back and we just did screen for the podcast and it was like, you know, when somebody says cellular telephone, like you're, you're going back and you're like this, this didn't age well, but that's also part of the charm of it mm-hmm. is certain things. And you could watch the an evolution of this character, the storyline, but also especially in that the technology, you know, that's well, why. And that's one thing that people say scream for made a mistake with was, commenting on remakes after the remake craze had kind of died down. They came mm-hmm. in a little bit too late on the remake craze. And maybe that's why that movie didn't take off. If scream four had come out in like 2008 or 2009, mm-hmm. I think it would have done a lot better, but it came out in 2011 after the big three had already been resurrected. Texas chainsaw had been resurrected. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, but remakes are kind of getting played out at this point. Um, but it, it is in a sense, a time capsule. You go back and watch mm-hmm. these movies and it's like, I'm sure someone that was a teenager in the nineties when they watched scream, it's just like fucking nostalgia on 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like, yeah. And even with like, well, their vampires were hot for a while, but the, even the leading vampires weren't really horror. It was, uh, twilight, and twilight where it was like, you know, there it's, it's the same. It's horror the same way. The monsters as horror, you know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't, it was like, dealing in with horror elements but right. wasn't scary you know and it's that that was a phenomenon for a while and that like when i was a kid it was definitely zombies every mm-hmm. everything had zombies and i i love zombies but even at the end of it i was like we've seen enough zombie stuff man we don't need any more zombies right now you know 
Yeah, and at the tail end of it, there's a fucking show called Walking Dead that starts, right? Oh, <laughs> the yeah. motherfucker's still going. <laughs> yeah, yep. still, and it's a great show. I, I'm not up up to date, but I'm in the current season or whatever, and I still like it, you know? Funny thing about that, I watched the, I watched the debut episode back in 2010 with my friends, and I, I didn't hate it, but I was like, this is good. Never watch another episode ever again. Literally, like, three weeks ago, Netflix had Walking Dead on there, and I started watching it. I was like, holy shit, like like four or five episodes in Henry portrait of the serial killer guy. Is yeah. In it. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> this is kind of cool. My big thing with zombie films is if, if the zombie is your main attraction for a movie, to me, mm-hmm. that's dead. You're dead in the water. Like, I'll, like the return yeah. of the dead is obviously just beautiful punk aesthetic movie. And uh, day of the dead is claustrophobia, not trusting each other. Like, you got to have something else besides that. Yeah. And I'm seeing that that Walking Dead's it's not just about zombies. like there's a lot of inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. You know, that I I'm I'm giving it a chance. And it's I kind of dr- feel sad they had some gorgeous physical media releases of Walking Dead with like this barrel thing at one. Well, I used to see it mm-hmm. all the time. I was like, fuck that shit. Now I'm like, yeah. I'm an idiot. I should have bought yeah. it just to put it on the shelf. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I would say I would say it's more of a drama than it is a, a zombie show. And and I lost interest. Uh I fell out. Probably about two seasons after Negan came in, man, because mm-hmm. I nothing was happening with Negan, and I was yeah. like, "You got you speed this up." Like there, there mm-hmm. has to be something here, and that's when I kind of fell out. And apparently, that's when a lot of people fell out of that show. It was like there needs to be some finality here with Negan because we're just going back and forth and back and forth for seasons. And yeah, people keep telling me to catch back up because apparently this most recent season's really good. So and uh, yeah, I I had a long break of not why, and then I would just jump back into it. And maybe that's part of it is fatigue with a series. And I just took a break and I came back and I was like, oh, this is still still fun. You know, dude, it's crazy when you look at a show and you go like fatigue is real when you've got 10, 11 seasons. I mean, we're talking hundreds of hours mm-hmm. of something yeah. like telling someone now, hey, you should start The Walking Dead. There's 11 seasons. It's going to take you months unless yeah you're in the middle of a lockdown, which isn't mm-hmm. happening anymore. So yeah, that's a fucking big thing to take on. Yeah. Like that's the, th- the people are like, have you seen, usually people are like, have you seen this? And I'm like, no, I, I watched game of Thrones finally during the lockdown or whatever, but it was like, man, I'm so far behind that. I could, why even start now? I might as well just read the Wikipedia page for each episode, yeah. you know, yeah, or listen to a podcast about it. I've yeah. not done that yet, but I thought I considered like, let me pick a show that I never even watched, but let me listen to the podcast companion and see if I can watch it that way. Quote. Oh, I, I completely understand that. I mean, we got, so we got Brent for about 10 more minutes or so. We're not going to keep him too much longer, but Brent, I wanted to ask, you know, I feel like we've worked up the timeline now to a perfect spot where Christian mentioned it a few minutes ago. What are your thoughts on a 24? I mean, mm-hmm. are you a fan of their horror output? Have you seen a lot of it? What do you, you know, what are your thoughts there? I have seen some of their movies and now I'm blanking on every single one of them. Um, I is, is midsummer a 24. Yes. Yeah. yeah. M- Midsomar, as I like to say, cause I'm pretentious. Yes. I love that. And I love hereditary. I mm-hmm. hereditary's hereditary is my favorite of the two, but I, I love those. Uh, I just watched his other like short film, the, the weird thing about the Johnsons, which is on YouTube for free. Right. Uh, Ari Aster. I, I just like what he does with with movies and they really lend themselves to rewatches because you'll see things, not necessarily Michael lurking in the back type stuff, but you're like, oh, that makes total sense of why that happened, you know? 
Well, dude, over the past decade, I've told Christian this. We've talked about it. We both prefer Hereditary as well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think there's many things that have fucked me up as much as when Charlie's head got knocked off in Hereditary. Oh, that was th- – th- nobody was talking in the theater. I saw it in the theater. Nobody – and that was like on well, the – That's good. On the, nobody was talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the – on the, they're coming to get you. We have a, a segment or a thing of like, did were there any oh shit moments? And that like I, you know, maybe I'm desensitized and that doesn't happen a lot with me in movies. But I was like, oh shit, like because I didn't see that coming, you know. No. And then to to just knock this little girl's head off, woof, like not, crazy. Not only that, Brent. Deal. And by the way, when that happened, my jaw was. I was literally like. Like dead serious. My <laughs> wife w- was the same way. We were like, what the fuck? But mm-hmm. not just that. 10 minutes later in the movie, when they show her head covered in ants, I'm like, yeah. Jesus, that wasn't <laughs> enough. You had to give me that too. Yeah. Yeah. You talk and about then, a movie that messed you up. And then to get Tony Collette, you just, he's laying in bed and you just hear the wail. Like, wow. Mm. He does grief really mm. well in different ways. And it's also like, you know, I've not lost a kid because I don't have any, but it's also like what just the dread you can feel in the movie. And then it's released with that. And you're like, oh, my God, like I feel for this lady so much. Yeah. 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 And it well, and X. Have you seen X? Not yet. And I've avoided most things about it. I Dude, just so uh, I've heard great things about it. And I just mm-hmm. I don't want to pay twenty dollars for it. Because the surest way for me for a movie to hit streaming is I buy it physically, a copy, and then tomorrow it will be on the streaming thing. And I'm just like, I can't do it anymore, even though yeah. I still buy physical yeah. copies and stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask, are you not into? Are you not a? Are you a semi physical media guy then, or you just kind of get stuff that you're into? Or yeah, I just have I if I if I really like the movie X, then I will probably buy it. But to me, like twenty dollars is a gamble. To like for a maybe for a movie that I, you know, right, right, right. About, but you but I don't seen know yet. if I'm going to like it. Yeah. 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 Not the, the idea of not blind buying. Yeah. I, I got mm-hmm. over that too, because I mean, I have a lot of movies. Christian has even more than me. We, we mm-hmm. both collect physical media, but I really got out of the blind buying business a couple of years ago because it, it totally relatable. I mean, if you're going to go spend 20, $25 on something that you're not sure about, mm-hmm. that's why I usually go to the theater. And uh, yeah. if I like it in the theater, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I ask is because <laughs> you, I think you got to check it out because Pearl, the prequel, comes out next month. And yeah. X is, I mean, Christian and I were both very, very high on that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that if you're into that, Ty West has a style. It's very slow burn. He's like mm-hmm. a modern, he kind of is like a modern not Carpenter, but he has Carpenter-isms in the sense of like he sets the table for you and yeah. it takes a while to get going. But when it really gets going, it really fucking gets mm-hmm. going. I mean, his movie House of the Devil is probably my favorite movie of his. I don't know if yeah. you've seen it. It's so good. I've only seen it once. I need to rewatch it. But I, do, I really like his movie. The, was it The Ritual? The, kind of like the Jonestown type movie. Oh, you're talking about The Sacrament. The Sacrament. That's my, yeah, that's that's my favorite. Not even close. Yeah. That's my favorite movie he's ever done. That movie's so fucking good. It is and very, guy, and I he, really like it. Yeah. That guy he got to play, uh, Jim Jones. Holy shit. He's the, that old, he's the, is great. the guy in no country for old men that runs that store. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that movie's phenomenal. I'm glad you're a fan of that one, man. I'm a yeah. big fan footage fan too. So, I mean, to me, that's mm-hmm. some of the best that genre has to offer. Can uh, do you guys cool. 
have any like new modern ones that uh, that you really have loved? It's almost like you would say are ten out of tens for you. I mean, I said this earlier. For me, I think about Doctor Sleep. I think it's the perfect <laughs> way to do a sequel to a movie. Mm-hmm. That you know, come on, Christian, it is a great sequel. Don't lie. Um, whether you think it's, it's better or not, but also it and it chapter two, I think those mm-hmm. are both like 10 out of 10 for me. I love both of those films. Um, Christian, I, what do you think, Christian? What are some ones recently that really just fucking, uh, one of my favorite films I've, I, I absolutely adored. It was men just came out from a 24. Yeah. I haven't I seen that. that yet, but, uh, it's my second favorite a 24 film. I don't okay. think anything I'll ever top hereditary, but I thought men was absolutely phenomenal. Some okay. of the best acting I've ever seen. It deals with real trauma mm-hmm. with uh suicide and stuff like that. They, they don't hold back emotionally in that movie. It's very daunting. Like in okay. this, the way hereditary was, I thought that was amazing. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to, it's it's kind of hard to think of stuff off on the spot. Of Can I, some of the- I have one that's not like ultra new, but new to me. Cause like some guy came up to me after a show knew I liked horror and he said, you should watch this movie. And it was Lake Mungo. Oh, oh yeah. man. Uh, for me, I've like se- I've seen I'm it. not. Yeah. It's, and I don't know how you feel about it, but it was like, I watched it and I was like, this is a scary movie. Usually stuff doesn't really scare me, but you know, and that's it gets not in your being bones. Like, yeah, that and it movie was, gets so deep into your bones. I love yeah. it. People either love or hate that movie. That's like Session mm-hmm. Nine. I, I I want to be a Session Nine fan. I just get bored by it. But people tell I me tried, it's one yeah, of the I'm greatest the movies way, yeah. ever. But Lake Mungo worked for me. Yeah, that movie fucked me up. I mean, you you got to watch that movie. Turn the lights out. Mm, get in the dark how, yep. room. That movie will creep into your fucking bones. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a massive Lake Mungo fan. Another awesome, modern dude. one. Fucking Anoth- cool. Yeah, that is a good one. Another modern one that I feel like does the same thing. And and I watch, I, I, I've watched this twice. I wanted to watch it a second time to make sure I wasn't wrong and how I felt about it. The Dark and the Wicked. Um, mm-hmm. Have you 100%. seen that, Brent? Yeah, I did like it. That I mean, that movie also with how it deals with loss and whatnot, but it's just, it's really unsettling. Like, it just mm-hmm. is a very heavy movie watching that. You're just like, fuck. And then you add floating dead grandma ladies, and it's just like, oh my God. But like, yeah, yeah I thought it was great. Phenomenal movie. And that came out right during the pandemic, I think, mm-hmm. too. So yeah. it really preyed on, yeah. F- That's the guy that, that did The Strangers, phenomenal. I think, right? Yep. Probably yeah, Brian so. Bertino, yep. Yeah. yeah. I, can get, I can get behind that. That movie was absolutely fantastic i love and maybe it. more effective for me recently is not necessarily like trying to scare me because as an adult usually like you just turn on the news and it's scarier than yeah. movies you know but like if it's really effective at dread maybe making me feel dread the way mm. hereditary did uh even like carpenter's halloween 2 which is not carpenter it's just halloween 2 that movie is like you know he's coming you know it's it's like that that Hitchcock thing of show him the bomb, but don't, you know, keep cutting back to it. If you mm. can make me feel dread and uncomfortable later, that's scary to me. Yeah. One that I, I've always been high on this movie since this one came out, it's only a few years old and everybody has their thoughts on it or whatnot, but it, I think it is a modern, I would say masterpiece to me was get out. And I, I think mm-hmm. that that movie is phenomenal. And I think that, I, I I've liked Peel's other two movies. Us is probably my least favorite. I did really enjoy Nope, but it was it's just not the same level. I feel like Get Out is like one of those movies where I'll look back on the past decade, ten years from now, and I'll be like, that's mm-hmm. definitely one of the bright spots of the decade. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I I saw it in the theater, uh, and we went to the the movie theater downtown. And I, I I'm from Indianapolis, so there's not a lot of uh, black people, but this there were more black people in the theater. And watching mm-hmm. it with them and watching their reaction, because that you know the movie I can appreciate, it, but I don't know that it's for me. You know, like yeah. that audience and just watching their react, and then you're like, oh, like you see the what the true terror is in that movie you know? and isn't that so cool too like all of peel's movies i've seen all three in theaters and man the african-american community shows the fuck up they show up for movies oh yeah i mean full theater it's like i'm like hell yeah this is really cool like he's just really they've got a voice into, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's awesome even the new candy man which you know i loved co-wrote. it like i, I love it yeah i really i thought it was a great way to like keep that keep the thing going without reinventing the wheel with that concept, you know? And I thought it was great. And I, th- I think it looks really good too. The, and the, mm-hmm. the score is great. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, um, Christian, and- you got any final questions you have for Brent? I don't know, man. Uh, what do you got coming up after this? When What's your podcast schedule? What are your shows? What do you have coming yeah, up? Yeah, shows all the time. Brentcomedy.com is my website. Uh, I have, uh, we're going to start recording season two of uh, They're Coming to Get You. And uh, we're not talking about one of my favorite movies, but I, I, every time people talk horror, but It Follows is one of my favorites. Fuck yes. Um, Love that just, movie. Because it's it's similar to Halloween, the score and everything. But I just love the concept, and I love that movie. Um, what else? And I do another podcast called The Field Trip with Brent Trahune, and uh, it's not horror necessarily, but it was we had like episode. It's topic based pop culture, so it's like the best movie openings. And Scream was one that we covered. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, no, other topics we do are like uh, parody religions, like the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Yes, Pastafarianism. Let's go. Yeah, ramen. Um, yes, like that kind of stuff. We've done famous last words, famous last meals, stuff like that. Uh, for the month of October or September, whenever it drops, it will be the uh, urban legends from every state. Nice. So that's a, that's a topic based show. If you don't like one, you'll probably like the next episode. And that's just kind of let's hang out and have fun and talk about this certain topic. Yeah. Very Sounds similar good. to, uh, I, I really dig, uh, the well-read podcast uh, yeah. because it's, it's very similar. The field trip is like that in the sense of like, it's, it really is just like, let's bullshit about something. Like here's a topic and mm-hmm. like, it'll just go wherever. And like, yeah. it's funny. It's organic. Like I, those are the most easy listening podcasts. Like I just, I really, so yeah, guys, check that out. I, if I could make a suggestion, Brent, I don't know if you have it planned for season two mm-hmm. or season one that hasn't come out yet, but I would love to hear you guys talk about Candyman, the original Candyman. I think it's my favorite horror film from the nineties. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that movie. So I just watched it last week. So uh, it's so good. So I really hope you guys cover that soon enough. Yeah. And if we don't uh, soon, we will eventually. Cause we've, we've, we have a list and it'll, I'll text uh, Gavin at like 4am. Cause I keep those kinds of hours and just be like, how about these movies? And no, yeah. I sound Christian like a crazy are, person. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christian and I are the same way. I say we talk more in the middle of the night than any other time of the day. So yeah, yeah. probably so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, so check out brentcomedy.com. Brent's going to be, he's, he's got two shows in Dayton, Ohio mm-hmm. this weekend, Friday and Saturday. And uh, obviously he mentioned his podcast, the field trip with Brett Turhune and his new podcast with Gavin. They're coming to get you. As I said, 
that was the, you know, that was the beginning of me, the wheels turning of me going, let's see if he wants to come on here because we're a horror podcast. We love good horror podcasts. And I saw, I'm signing the stamp of approval that that is a damn good horror podcast. Ah, and I think you thanks, guys should man. go listen to it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, any questions you got for us, man? No, I think that's it. And I, anytime you guys want to have me back, I'm all about talking about the stuff that I like. Well, awesome, maybe uh, we love it. after Halloween ends, yeah, we'll uh, we'll revisit that conversation. Yeah, that that well, yeah, we can see if Halloween Kills was as good as I thought it was. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, yeah, I, I think that's it. I know you wanted to wrap at nine thirty, so uh, Christian and I'll keep going for a little bit longer. Um, cool, but yeah, we really appreciate you having uh, coming on here and taking the time. And uh, when this is up, I'll shoot you the link. And uh, yeah, just spread the word yeah good talking to you guys thank you for having me on yeah no, no problem, problem man thank you cool right. see you we'll guys you. thank you have a good night brent peace i gotta get rid of this le- uh banner uh, now there we go hey guys now you don't have to see my face all right how about th- this hey there we go so christian what'd you think of brett turhune he was lovely i liked him a lot he was a really nice guy so you, you never know with, co- with comedians, you know, sometimes they can be uh, tortured souls, <laughs> but he was very like, kind and nice. I felt like he made a concerted effort to not to really be himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. To to not feel like he was trying to play into being a character. And I thought that was cool. You guys got to see the real Brett Turhune, not the one you see on the Internet. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Well, Christian, I mean, we we said we were going to book into this. We we're going to talk a little bit before we go because normally we go about two hours. So fuck it, whatever. Dude, orphan first kill. Mm. Let's fucking talk about it, man. I loved it. I thought it was as good as the first one, and I thought it. I thought it. What, what really, what really surprised me is how much I thought it felt like it was filmed during the same time. It had this beautiful late two thousands aesthetic to it. That they 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 nailed it. I thought it was phenomenal, even with the uh, technical aspects of having to use a stunt girl from behind for the her being short and stuff, which was obvious, but still done well enough that I, I, I forgave it. Not that it really was a sin to begin with, but they they nailed it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought the Jean Benet Ramsey twist. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. With uh, I thought they, they that was brilliant. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is not just a typical, this is more, there's more to this movie than what I expected. So I thought it was just as good as the first one. Yeah, I did my review. Okay, so I want to know if you agree with me here. This was one of those movies that like, I was kind of like, did we miss the boat on this? Is this a little bit too late to revisit this? Like, okay, whatever. Like, I'll probably watch. Then the trailer comes out. And I was like, I was not impressed by the trailer. Like, I was like, this just, I don't know, like it just doesn't look or feel the same. It, it, and then people are going, it's good. It's good. Like you should watch it. And I had time today. You know, I can't lie. So it's like, right, fuck it, whatever. I'll watch. <laughs> You're it. lying about having time. No, well, <laughs> I mean, well, dude, come on. You know how it is. Sometimes it's like, like we, we don't watch. We'll say like, ah, eh, when I get around to it, if it's something we're not really Guilty. big into. Yeah. Well, I watched it today and I, the moment that, there's a fight sequence in the third sec in the third act of the movie involving her and uh, another female, a brutal knockdown drag out fight. As that fight is taking place, I'm literally sitting on my couch going dude, this movie fucking rules. Like mm-hmm. it just like, there was something about it. And uh, I almost, 
I saw you post your letterbox score last night and I would, I almost texted you and I was, I was, I was kind of, kind of be like, you better not just be playing into the fucking hype train that everybody else is on right now. Like, is this actually get, that good? Yeah. Not I don't ever get it. on a hype train. I, I know, but I was seeing everybody do this. I'm like, is it actually <laughs> that good? And I watched them like, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's really good. I, I, this is one of those movies where I feel like the trailer did not do it justice at all. Like I, I really I didn't watch didn't. the trailer. Well, good. Cause if you would have watched the trailer, if I implore you to watch it now that you've seen the movie and just like watch the trailer and it just, the trailer just did not sell the movie for what it was like, not in the sense of plot twist, just like in feel and, and scope mm. and scale and everything. It was just kind of like, I can see that. Yeah. It seemed like cheap. And I was like, I don't know about this. And then I watched it. I'm like, it's not cheap at all. What I liked about it a lot too was, was Eth- Esther, which is not her actual character's name, but that's who she becomes because of what she's doing. I like seeing her become almost the anti-hero, the vulnerable character because she was so violent and vicious and manipulative in the first one. This is to see her on the opposite end of that was cool. And you almost kind of was rooting for her, but the family dynamic was just like, Oh my God, this is the, I, I, I could be bringing too much of a parallel, but to me that was clear because the whole John Benet Ramsey thing is the people think that the, the, the brother accidentally killed the daughter and the mom covered it up. Mm-hmm. So I, that's the story. So I think that's what they're playing into, but it's funny because my wife was like, Hey, I got to go run to the bathroom really quick. I'll be right back. Well, this was right when the girl went to the, the guy's house to kill him because she took, he took the record off of her table. And yeah. as soon as Sydney left the room, the mom shows up and shoots in the head. I'm like, Oh, I got to fucking pause this movie. Cause mm-hmm. Sydney's like, what happened? I well, you just missed a big plot twist. And yeah. So she's like, uh, oh my yeah. God. So spoiler. Uh, was- good. We're going to talk a little bit of spoilers guys. So just letting you know, cause I wanted to address that too, dude, that fucking moment when she goes, how did you know I wasn't her? Like the mom doesn't even know I'm not her. And he goes, yes, she, yeah, does. she does. And then bam, I was like, what the fuck? Like, dude, yeah. wild, wild. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. When she's first putting the the pill into her food, I she's saying it and you, you were kind of led to believe that she was just trying to knock her out. But then she feeds the food to the mouse and it kills the mouse. She was trying to kill her, right? 100%. She wanted to get her out of the equation, I think. Because yeah. there's no way that that could have ended it up with her being alive and leaving in a good way. No, so, and and when she made her the smoothie the next morning, I did not see that coming. I thought she had poisoned it, and I thought she was going to drink it and like convulse or some shit. And the fucking dead mouse is in there. Mm-hmm. Fucking nasty, dude. Ugh. Yeah. Nah, it was it was great. I mean, it, it really was. There, the one complaint I had about the movie, and I, if from talking to you, it seems like you might have liked this. I don't know. It was kind of distracting to me. It was kind of the aesthetic at times. They they intentionally it was very foggy and blurry. And I adored it. So well, anti what today's movies look like. I, I want yes. more stuff like that. And I believe the director, it was somebody involved with the production had said that was intentional. It was a way to almost draw focus away from Esther a lot because of the age gap, you know, from the first movie, it was almost to kind of unfocus things and help with that with rather than de-aging and stuff like that. So I get that. But at some in some scenes, it was a little distracting. Like well, to, when it was darker. To me, it just felt like it was it was made in two thousand eight or nine. Like it felt yeah. like it was just it it had that look to it to me. So to me, that was a major plus because I I I so appreciate the way movies looked during that time. That weird 
slightly post film era digital. So I loved it. I, I, I watched that and then I watched Prey before that yesterday too. Yeah, I so. saw you give Prey three and a half. I thought Prey was good. I thought it was a lot better than some of them. That's for sure. The Predator, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I thought the guy who whoever was performing as the Predator was phenomenal, mm-hmm. with all his like, is taking his weapons and flipping shit, and his, the way he was striking at people. I just thought it was really cool to see the Predator in that environment. You know, like yeah, hundreds of years fun. ago, it was really cool. Yeah, um, I I need to apparently apparently one complaint that people had was like, okay, this is Native American culture, but they speak they're speaking like they're from Bend, Oregon. Like, what's up with that? Like, they sound so they sound so Americana the way they were talking, which um, uh, that's true, I guess. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, well, Puppet Master Three takes place in in fucking Nazi Germany, and everybody's speaking English, <laughs> so yeah. it's like. But I think they also released that movie in some kind of native tongue language. Yep, Comanche. Too. Yep, they so they have a I, Comanche dub that you can watch. I don't need to see it, but I'm sure that it probably has a, a different element to it. But I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty brisk. Felt they moved at a good pace. I liked the the girl, the main character. I thought she was really good. Dude, her last name is literally Mid Thunder in real life. That's fucking awesome. Her the actress's name is Amber Mid Thunder. Like, dude, I want thunder right. in my last name. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I kind of do hope that those movies come to physical media. That's my only nervous tick about these straight to streaming. Like, I, I think both should have gone to theaters, personally. Sure, yeah. I absolutely. Mean, it's, it's a shame. It's like, man. Well, Orphan is playing in limited theaters, and it made like $2 million this weekend. Which- I saw that. Yeah, and yeah. it was all, it was only in like four hundred something theaters, so it's like an average of thirty three thousand per theater, which is apparently really fucking good. Uh, so you're wondering if if Paramount would think about maybe opening it up a little bit more and trying to make more money because they've openly Isabel Furman wants to do more movies. She was like, "I want to come back," and I think she's fucking awesome in the role. I mean, why not? It's a it's a well defined, identifiable character with a lot of personality. It's a home run to me. But they'd have to like they'd have to keep they'd have to keep being inventive because first kill to me was on par with Orphan and there were some things I like better about first kill but I, the first, Vera Farmiga is in the first one so can't underplay that I yes love her. oh my god she's beautiful she's fantastic in like everything also today uh, Rudy listener of the show sent me all of the uh posters the child's play posters from the 4ks that he pre-ordered he didn't want them and i come home today with a package on my doorstep i got five child's play posters so that's fucking awesome i need to get some frames but uh did you pre-order that no somebody somebody sent those to me as well oh <laughs> fuck yeah and they got i got the big tube and everything they're gorgeous yeah. and they're so shiny looking yep. i found myself admiring the original posters even more than those new artworks because they're just so glossy and nice. So I've got yeah, some I'm, frames in here. I might, I might swap them out and put like child's play one or two up up here. Actually, I'm I've got two up to, now. I'm about to reorganize behind me. I'm going <laughs> to basically condense everything closer together so I can get more of these posters up on the wall. So yeah, man, no, I, I, I mean, some, some good stuff. I've been watching the exorcist TV series. I don't know if you ever caught that. There was only two seasons it was pretty well received as far as I'd seen online and remembered. And uh, I like it. I do. Um, 
it's it's pretty cool. I mean, season one. I, I had no idea that ever came out. It must have just blew right past me. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, it's got Gina Davis in it in the first season at least, and uh, the first season was great. I'm two episodes into season two, and I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I, I it's very it's not what you would expect. Like if you, it's not like a rehash of The Exorcist. It's it's actually very original. I'm I'm really digging it. Uh, but yeah, no, that was cool. I guess I got into that because I'm kind of trying to hype myself up for this new Exorcist movie. Uh, that's coming out next year in the sense of like, I really want it to be good. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I got, I've gotten around to watching that and I'm liking it. I am still haven't started breaking bad. I know nobody. Uh, you know. That's, that's on you. I'm not going to give you shit about that. You'll I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you. You're going to be like, Oh my God, I can't believe I waited this long, but that's but the problem. I'm not giving too. you shit. That's the problem too, though, is because I know it's going to be one of those shows where I'm not going to be able to stop. You know, I lose sleep, and I it's like just... like meth, like meth being the form, the main focus of the show. You will get addicted to it, and you um, will lose sleep. I'm fucking sure I will. But I don't know anything else top of mind. I don't either. I went to Spirit today. Got some cool shit. Um, yeah. that's about it. I guess that's it. <laughs> we had a good conversation. It was that was a good interview. No, we did. We did. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. And like I said, guys, check out his podcast. You know, I mean, I'm sure you guys know him for his comedy and everything like that. But if comedy isn't your thing, or if his style of comedy isn't your thing, that's totally fine. He's got a pretty good horror podcast that I feel like more people should check out. Um, you know, yeah, a killer collection too. He had yeah, a lot of figures yeah. and shit. I, re- I recognized a lot of that stuff he had. It was pretty. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. So. I was. Uh, I felt like it flowed. It flowed nicely. You know. Um, we, we hope you guys enjoyed it too. I don't know, Christian. We haven't talked much about what's on the docket for the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We usually we usually figure it out. Um, we're getting close to October, man. Oh man. I don't know. I don't want to say it on here and then people expect it and then we not do it. Like I, what, what usually happens. So true. True. I mean, we wouldn't spoil it anyway. I mean, we, we have been kicking around this Stephen King idea for weeks now, but then something else comes up and we're like, well, let's do this. Yeah. Um, something always comes up whenever we yeah. want to do it. We, we, there's obviously more watch alongs that we want to do watch alongs that people are asking us to do. Obviously, October is going to be pretty busy because that's when we're shooting to do the Taking Shape uh, episode or episodes. Obviously, we're going to do a Halloween Ends thing. Um, so that's we'll probably do a Halloween movie watch along in that month just because. Um, which one? Which one are we going to do? I don't know. I mean, you. my opinion, we could do six. Uh, yeah, six we would could be do fun. three. I was trying to think of something funny, but we already did resurrection. Exactly. We did resurrection and five, two of them and Rob Zombie. Well, we talked enough about Rob Zombie's movies where we've done all the controversial, um, but you know, Halloween six, Halloween three, either one of those would be fun. So October is going to be pretty busy. Um, but yeah, September's a weird month, man, because there's not a lot coming out in theaters. 
I mean, Pearl. I'm sure we'll talk about Pearl in September. Yeah. At least we got that. It's going to be in theater, so I mean, we can go see that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, October shit, dude. That's, uh, that's, uh, what is it? What's the fucking fright? Scarefest. Uh, Scarefest. There's definitely going to be some content from Scarefest because we're going to be in person for the first time ever. Um, you know, I don't know how that's going to go. Feel like Christian and I meeting in person. Hey, man, I don't know, man. He's gonna be like, I don't know about this guy, but I'm know. I'm so excited for Scarefest. I I really am. I'm I'm so excited. It's that's my vacation, basically. Dude, you so. I mean you're gonna be there. Piz is gonna be there. Justin's gonna be there. Jamie's gonna be there. Jay's gonna be there. I mean, so many people I've connected. The with. Dead Pit guys are gonna be there. It, it literally everybody's gonna be there. Yeah, like. People that we've only seen virtually ever going to meet them all in person. Hope that they don't hate you in person. I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, I, I mean, that's just my long winded way of saying guys, October, October is going to be fucking like pedal to the metal that whole month. There's going to be plenty of stuff, but September is a weird month. So Christian and I, as much as, you know, we, we don't do this enough. We probably should do this more, but, we're going to have to brainstorm some shit uh, for the next month. You know, sometimes it's usually one of us just texts the other one. What about this? And the other one's like, okay. Like, yeah. We should probably workshop some stuff. Yeah. We need to, I'm trying to think if there's any like just big monstrous movies that we could do a commentary or casual on that people would love besides Halloween that I, I'm trying to think of just like, holy shit. Like that'd be phenomenal. Well, um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are ones, you know. We could fuck, dude. I mean, if we're being totally honest, here's an idea for you. I don't know how you feel about this. You guys know I haven't seen this movie. A lot of you have been telling me I need to rectify that and see this movie. What better way than see this movie for the first time, live commentary style with Christian Cannibal Holocaust? I'm down. I was gonna say, I'm down, but only if you agree to watch it as it was originally filmed. And how would I do that? Just when you watch it on Shutter, watch the uncensored version. Okay. You know what that means, though, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. You need to experience it. <laughs> Come on, dude! You're a horror fan. No, I, I'm not trepidatious about doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm just saying, like, I, I know what that means. And uh, you guys will get to see my live reaction to watching that movie. I would actually love to do that. I want to do that next week. Like, I I would love, unless there's something we have that gets no. planned or something that's like an anniversary that we talked about. But other than that, I would uh, die to do Cannibal Holocaust. Okay. Yeah, my, my first time watching. You guys are going to. You're going to see me go through it. <laughs> that sounds yeah. great. Got to watch the uncensored version too. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Um, the real animal deaths. That'll the, the turtle. I've heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I great. mean, is it not, a, is it not a hard watch for you? Like it's not a movie you mind watching? No, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff, man. But our, it's, it's, it's like, dude, it's history for better or worse that movie happened the story behind the director going to jail 
because they really thought people died. It's unbelievable. And we could talk about that. I mean, it's got the most amazing history of any film ever made. <laughs> I mean, people went to you'll prison. Have to, <laughs> you'll have to get creative with the title to really draw people in because you guys know how our watch alongs go. Like, yeah, we're going to watch it, but we're going to bullshit for most of it. But at the same time, it's going to be different than any watch along we've done because this is going to be my first time watching it. And oh, I already got it. See... I'll, I'll, I'll plan it all out. It's going to be great. Because, be yeah, awesome. I mean, this is going to be an authentic reaction, very similar to the video I did of Zombie on my channel. You guys got to see some of my authentic reactions to that. It's going to be the same way here. Um, don't know if there I should sleep in fear or not, but just just clench your cheeks, get ready. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready, man. Well, on that well, note. Yeah, there's your teaser for next week, guys. Again, uh, yeah, check out brentcomedy.com. Check out his podcast. They're coming to get you. And the field trip with Brett Terhune. He will share this on his socials. We'll obviously share it on our socials. Not a controversial episode at all. It was really just a good talk. We, you know, just yeah. dudes being dudes, you know, and uh, we we had a good time. And we hope you guys, <clears throat> I, it came across to me like it's an easy listen. So we hope it's an easy listen to you guys. Too. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we'll see you guys next week on the Anita Horror Podcast. Until then, uh, I don't know, sleep in fear for uh, my live reaction to Cannibal Holocaust. That's going to do it. There you go.